0: It's Uh. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Wednesday, August 21st. I'm Donald Ware, and uh, we've had to switch gears a little bit, so we're going to take a look today at Elizabeth City State out of the CIAA's northern division before yeah. we do that know. uh we are she celebrating meaning Botch to, to row like uh, on and yesterday know. and as a matter of fact yesterday was also she national she radio day Botch to row celebrating 14 years on the air 14 years on the air it's been a great ride as the ride continues and, and of course we've trans not transitioned, but you know we've evolved uh, you, it was strictly radio at, at one time. We still, of course, have the radio show, but, of course, now we have this podcast also uh, as well. And, of course, in his second season as the head football coach at Elizabeth City State is Anthony Jones. Anthony Jones, uh, most notably the head football coach for many, many years in the SWAC at Alabama A&M. Prior to that, the head football coach at Morehouse his first season was last year a tough season for Elizabeth City State but again you had a situation where coach Jones was coming in I think in April or May and trying to put a football program together and uh, you, I mean you you're not going to ha- generally not going to have a lot of success with that but he had a good recruiting class had a whole year to kind of build the program up and the Vikings looking to uh, try and contend in the CIAA's Northern Division. Let's step aside, take a break, come back after this commercial and this timeout from Blue Cross Blue Shield of North Carolina, the sponsor of this program. You're going to hear from the head football coach at Elizabeth City State, Anthony Jones, as you're tuned in to the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on the Box to Row Sports Network.
1: You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do.
0: We're here for you.
1: That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom.
0: (laughs) The client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant.
1: Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team and i enjoy playing with a great group of guys
0: hey this is ronda rousey
1: this is michael vick
0: hi this is layla Ali. hey what's up everybody this is skylar diggins hey it's alice morgan with the u.s women's soccer team i'm talking about none other than serena williams oh thank you very much thank you that was definitely one of the better matches i've ever played i've had it just like
1: that you know i was really focused
0: and i was really um ready and serious just really you know excited Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.box2row.com. That's from the press box to press row, real relevant radio. My next guest, known him for many many years, going back to his days as the head football coach at Alabama A and M. He's in his second season as the head football coach at Elizabeth City State. He is Anthony Jones, and he joins us here on the program. How are you, Coach Jones?
1: I'm well. How are you today, man?
0: Doing great. You know, it's been a couple of years since I've seen you, um, and I want to kind of start here. I know you had some challenges in, in sort of in 2018 in your first year, so kind of talk about that. And You didn't come into the position until, what, April?
1: Yeah, it was in April, mm-hmm. um, and there were there were some challenges. Um, uh, we had to basically re- rebuild the football team, but um, we had to start kind of a late date we got there about mid-april and um, came out and (laughs) we lacked some essentials for a football team didn't have a a healthy quarterback on campus we're down in the offensive line department we're down uh, personnel wise as well Uh, I think at my first full practice or or session of running uh, we had a total of 38 guys that showed up so so we had to um, really start from scratch to build the program back up. And, uh, and it's been a journey. It's been an interesting journey, but it's been a rewarding journey because we've had an opportunity to, to meet a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and, and our, our, our guys this year have really brought into what we're uh, defining as a championship culture, what we're trying to build. And they're coming here uh, with the attitude of uh, working hard, and giving ourselves a chance to compete in every ball game, We competed some last year, but we couldn't do it on a consistent basis. Um, we lack numbers, but no excuses. We're rolling up our sleeves and getting it done.
0: You know, you've been at a number of different places, Morehouse, South Carolina State, um, Alabama A&M, Arkansas Pine Bluff. What made ECSU um, in this job the right fit for you at this time?
1: Well, I'm, I'm kind of a simple guy. I go where I'm wanted. And um, when this opportunity presented itself, uh, I came, and um, several people there uh, expressed an interest of, me, of having me there. And so I felt wanted when I did my interview. I felt wanted uh, when I came there. And not only from uh, the top, our chancellor, uh, all the way down to uh, all our players, I just felt like I was wanted there and needed there. And so uh, I was very thankful for this opportunity. It was a blessing for me because it got me back into doing what I want to do, and that's work with young men, give them a chance to better their lives uh, through this amazing game of football and, uh, and teach them about life. And at the same time, I'm learning things as well. So. Uh, it gave me an opportunity to get back to doing what I love doing.
0: Is there anything that you take away from 2018 with all of the challenges that you had bringing it into 2019? Oh,
1: yeah. Every season you learn, uh, you tend to learn, or you have the ability to learn uh, from situations. And there were a lot of things we had, we had to learn from. Um, uh, it wasn't that our guys didn't play hard. It wasn't that our guys didn't prepare hard, but we were missing certain elements. And as I told them, it wasn't their fault. It was the way it worked out. And that's how life is sometimes. Sometimes, you know, you want to you wanna be successful. You work hard for it. Um, and you still don't get the prize. But it's not all, that's not always the most important thing. The most important thing is what you put into it. And if it's meant to be, it'll come out your way. If not, keep trying. Keep trying. Don't quit. Just keep trying. And eventually things will go your way.
0: How was I know you didn't really have a you didn't have a spring uh, in essence last year so mm-hmm. how was spring into in 2019?
1: Well, let me tell you what we did. Um, we started uh, after the season. Another thing we didn't have we didn't have a winter condition, so we were able to um, have a, a recruiting class where we recruited some people. Uh, then we went into winter conditioning, or during that process we started winter conditioning, and we showed our guys how. We wanted them to lift weights. We showed them how we wanted them to gain strength and endurance and flexibility. And uh, and we were able to put that in in phase. Uh, Last year, we didn't have an opportunity to do so. So our program grew in that regard. We grew closer. We worked um, uh, as coaches and student-athletes. We worked together longer. And then that took us to our spring practice. Last year, the first time I got a chance to see them play, was in training camp. Wow. So now we got a chance. We know what some of our guys can do. We have a better understanding of what they can do. But they also have a better understanding of what we expect from them, not only from the standpoint of plays, but also their level of commitment, uh, their level of preparation. Because, again, you know, we're in the process of trying to build this championship culture. And every time you do that, it doesn't always come out as a champion. You may not come out as a champion, but you can put forth a championship effort to do so. And that's what we're in the process of doing. So we had an outstanding spring practice um, uh, you know, but once again we lacked some linemen um, and that was a problem that we had to address um, um, this um, recruiting process, of course along with a kicker um, and both those areas have been addressed, but you never know how they are until they get there so we had a great practice. We, our, our passing game was well. We got a bunch of guys that uh, we can throw to. We got a bunch of guys that we trust with the running game. Mm-hmm. Our defense uh, did some great things for us. And uh, our core special teams, uh, we worked on extremely well. So we have a print uh, a, a game plan, if you will, that we can take into this um, uh, training camp. And hopefully that will propel us to better things.
0: Anthony Jones is the head football coach at Elizabeth City State in his second year, joins us here on the countdown to kickoff. So let's talk personnel. You know, who are some of the guys offensively? Let's start there that uh, you're expecting to step up. Who, If you had to name a quarterback today, who would that be?
1: I wouldn't, so I'm not. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, he, here's the deal with that as far as I'm concerned. we got four quality guys coming in, and they're all going to have an opportunity to play. I'm not going to make that decision. They are. And they're going to make that decision based on their play, based on their preparation, and based on their level of getting the team to trust them. Because without that, um, they're not going to be a quality quarterback. So all those things are going to be very important in that development. So for me to sit here and try to put forth a guy as that guy, I'm not going to to, um, uh, tilt the water, if you will, uh, tilt, tent toward, if you will, to, to one guy. I want them to decide that. And that way they truly earned that position. Um, so we'll see how that works out.
0: All right, so who are some of the guys we can – some names we can look out for uh,
1: Last year we had a, uh, an absolute true freshman star, um, who was, and His name was Kedrick uh, Patterson. He's just out of high school. And he was backed up by a true freshman. And um, – Uh, Ezekiel Best so um, we had those guys and we had a few more guys in but those were the guys that did all the play and so you had a freshman learning from a freshman with no film no guidance except for an old man like me trying to show him how to run plays and stuff so (laughs) You know, I couldn't do that too much because I'd be limping. So, But anyway, um, so that's how they had to learn the game. But now they understand. And, then, and and here's the other thing. A lot of guys come into this league and not expecting what they expect, what they get. And this is a very, very, very competitive league. Um, and, and what I mean by that is I'm talking about towards the top. Mm-hmm. You got a lot of teams that are of high quality and they play a, a really good brand of football, excellent coaches throughout the conference, and uh, if you don't come prepared, uh, they're going to make you feel that way when you leave. So we had to take some growing pains, and um, and, and, and they were really at the quarterback position because the guys were so young. So, um, you know, we have a couple of uh, guys that uh, transferred in, um, uh, Kevin Caldwell and uh, uh, D'Albert Smith. So... Those are going to be our guys. We're going to get them all a chance to get in there and compete. And, and uh, they'll establish the pecking order, um, and we'll see how that goes.
0: Yeah. So let's transition a little bit to defense. A couple of linebackers come back for you. Sean Bridges, Lawrence Brown, defensive back. Uh, is it Tayon Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll t- sort of talk about them and maybe them sort of being the, the core of that defense.
1: Well, this year we have uh, a good senior class. And those guys you just mentioned, uh, B.J. Harrington, uh, Greg Williams, uh, uh, a guy who's not uh, a senior, um, um, Javon uh, Rodriguez, he's not a senior, but he was a guy who, who, who garnered a lot of playing time, Wanya uh, Majet, who's a linebacker. Um, I mean, we got a lot of guys um, uh, that can play for us, on the, particularly on the defensive side, and who have played for us. But now what they're getting to understand is what our expectations are on the football field. They didn't get that opportunity last year. They were learning it in the heat of the battle. And so a lot of mistakes were made, but now they're getting an opportunity. Uh, They went through spring practice with us. They went through the winter conditioning with us. And a lot of these guys are really, really excited, along with our coaching staff, uh, about our possibilities the possibility of improving. And uh, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to keep working. We're going to keep improving. And we'll see how much and how far that improvement take us.
0: You know, I think you've done this at least at times throughout the course of your career as a head coach, but you're also the offensive coordinator. So how are you able to sort of balance the two? Uh,
1: I have a um, tremendous support system at home. My wife gives me time to work a lot of long hours. And um, so I don't have to worry about things of that sort. And and, and it is, it's a challenge, but uh, when you have limits – you have to wear more hats, and that's what we do. And so, it's a lot of preparation on both sides. Um, and at the end of the game, it feels like I played because not only you got to manage um, the offensive side, you still have to manage the game. So very seldom um, will you get an opportunity to take breaks and and uh, and things of that sort. So it's always busy, but it's something I've been doing. I've been coordinating for. Um, sound like that guy on uh, one of the shows, but I've been coordinating for um, probably about 20, 25 years, so it's it almost comes as second nature now, and been a head coach now, I think this is my 17th year, so, uh, and it's always been the same, so that's what I know how to do.
0: Yeah. Couple of more thoughts. Um, how excited are, are you, your guys, for that opening game at Hampton on August 31st?
1: Well, we are. We're, we're excited. I, I mean, I'm going to take it another direction. Um, you know, we're here today, and uh, not only are we excited, but uh, you know, I drove about three hours to get here, and I look out there, out here in the audience, and I see a lot of our uh, fan base here. So the excitement is there. You can see yeah. for yourself. Um, they came out. Our people came out and represented us. Um, so and given a lot of support, and I'm expecting the same when we go up up north a little bit to play Hampton, man. But it's going to be a, a, a very competitive game. They're, they're a very good football game, and that's what we're looking to do. We're, we're looking to make this a competitive game. What we, this is an opportunity for a lot of our guys who thought they should have been at um, Division I programs um, to prove that. And, you know, some people like to talk about what they should have done or what they could have done and things of that sort. Uh, we'll be given an opportunity to show what we can do. And, uh, and we're excited about that. But we know that they are a quality football team. They were a quality football team from last year. And uh, we expect them to be uh, that much more improved this year. So we're going to go up there. We're going to take our shot at them and see how, this thing's un- see how this thing unfolds.
0: Lastly, I know you were telling me that the coaches were joking with you as being the, the longest tenured coach in this room. But I want to ask you, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, you played at Wichita State under... The legendary Willie Jeffries, who's Mm -hmm. the only uh, HBCU graduate to coach an FBS program to this point. So, what do you remember most about those days and playing for the legendary Willie Jeffries?
1: Well, you know, you anybody who knows Willie Jeffries knows a couple things are going to happen. Number one, I don't care what it is, I don't care what the situation is, you're going to laugh. But he's always, but he's always going to have a serious message and. Uh, I think one of the reasons why he's lived so long is because he always laughing. He has a great heart that he shares uh, with everybody. So everybody that knows him, very few people can say anything negative about him. I've known him for a very, very long time. The first time I had an opportunity to meet him, and I had a chance to meet him through uh, someone that worked at my school. They knew him, and they thought the same thing about him. Thought so much about him that they wanted to send me 1,200 miles away to be with him. And then once I got there, it was a wrap. Um, I met a, I met a caring guy uh, who cared about all the student athletes and wanted to put them in the best situation possible where they would be successful not only on the football field but also in life and uh, he is my mentor. Uh, he gave me he taught me my first uh, real uh, high level of college football and then he also was the first to give me a, a full-time job and, and and he trusted me as his offensive coordinator. And I know At times, I gave him headaches because he's a runner. And uh, the old joke was, uh, you couldn't get Willie Jeffries to pass on the freeway. Well, (laughs) I get there and I wanna throw the ball. And he would always, in the middle of uh, um, games, at some point, particularly when we were winning, he'd get up there and say, okay, AJ, uh, let's just run the ball. And uh, and then when they catch back up with us, okay, you can throw it now, but you know. (laughs) But that's how he used to be, but as a coach, Um, Again, a very caring person, um, and he knew things about you uh, that you had no idea he knew. I'll just give you an example. When my mother passed away, uh, and this is outside of football, but it's just an an idea of what kind of person he is. Uh, I was working for him at the time, and I go home for the funeral, and I look up, and he's there. And not only is he there, he knew enough about my mother where he – Uh, could deliver a speech and that was appropriate. And um, so he's that kind of guy. He'll tell you all about uh, guys, where they're from and things of that sort. Great coach as well. And that's why he did it for so long. But that's why so many people care about him. And, you know, my goal is to be just a fraction of what he was and what he is.
0: Absolutely awesome. So that wraps it up for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Again, Don't forget to tell someone about the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we get you set for the start of the HBCU football season. Tomorrow will be exactly seven days away from the start of the HBCU football season. Don't forget to join us tomorrow on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. used to be.